What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den Podcast, your home for all things PPC, tips, tricks, and strategies to make your Amazon advertising a little bit easier and a little bit more profitable. Uh, today, I'm joined by good friend of the show, Adam from Better AMS, and we sort of talk about how to get the most out of the summer, which is generally a pretty slow time, especially in summer 2023. Uh, we give you some good mindset and some good tactics come from that episode. Uh, you can get a full list of many of our episodes at uh, the link in the description. We have a Google Sheet where you can look at our episodes and they've been organized and categorized for you, uh, which you can tap into our wealth of info from the last 250 episodes all about Amazon advertising. If you'd like to learn more about what we do professionally, uh, we have an Amazon advertising software, uh, which you can also check out in the description below. Have a good one and I'll see you inside the Badger Den. I've launched campaigns and picked keywords. I've got my bits, set placements too. Now bad mistakes. Welcome back to the show. One of the friendliest people we have on the show, Adam from Better AMS. Uh, Adam, it's so nice to see you. I feel like I'm picking up on your Pacific Northwest energy, and I feel a little bit more relaxed now talking to you. That is great to hear, and not the first time I've gotten that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is an absolute pleasure to be on the show again. Um, thoroughly enjoyed our, our first episode and uh, really looking forward to having this conversation. I've got a lot of fast-paced, red line, New Jersey energy, even though I haven't lived there in 10 years. <laughs> what can I learn from the rivers and mountains of Oregon? You know, I, uh, as someone who grew up in up just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, I think it's, uh, I definitely understand where you're coming from there. But, uh, you know, living out here certainly uh, helps slow things down and kind of put things into perspective when you're spending a lot of time in the wilderness alone or, or with your loved ones. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a great dynamic. You've, you've been, you spent time in the wilderness alone. Have you ever been like solo camping? Is that what you're referring I have, to? I have been solo camping, not in quite a while, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, historically when I was a younger man. <laughs> uh, have you done like multi-day hikes, camp out, out, out in the wilderness? You have. We have yes, that that will elect to do with uh, with a group naturally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what's harder, camping out in the wilderness or optimizing Amazon PPC campaigns in the middle of the summer? <laughs> what a question! 
<laughs> uh, well, just for weather's sake, I'm going to elect to say probably optimizing PPC campaigns in the middle of the summer. I agree. Uh, I think optimizing PPC campaigns in the middle of the summer is way harder than just going camping under any circumstances. Um, I, I'd probably say I can do a, a, a multi-day hike into the mountain and come back more with less stress than explaining the post-prime day, middle of the summer slump. Is that the name? Is that, what, is that what we're calling it? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's refer to it as a slump uh, that we are working ourselves out of slowly. And this is an interesting time too uh, for the American economy too. And I always try to say, the American economy can do whatever, and it's it's you know, the global economy can do whatever. It's more so an exercise in, well, what can we do? What do we have control over? And the things that we have control over, you know, are the bits and pieces of the campaigns that I'm sure we'll get to today, different strategy, different mindset today. And I heard this amazing quote by a coach I had one time. Um, it wasn't more so a quote, more so a mindset. He's like, slowdowns are inevitable. And if you can go faster than your competition during a slowdown when the slowdown is over your clock speed will be much faster your your pace when the race um you know when lap two begins you'll already be ahead of other people and you'll be moving faster um, and that was always really interesting uh he mentioned that during covid where it's like hey like now's the time to double down and go faster and more furious uh, and it won't, you won't be going as fast as if, you know, maybe the economy was good, but you're going to be going faster than your competition. And I think that was like a really useful thing. I heard that even when it feels like we're sort of stuck, uh, in the mud, as long as you keep moving forward, you know, if the, some of these global forces are acting on you, they're probably acting on other people too. So I always thought that was an interesting concept. Shout out to Dan Martell who said that. Beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. quote. And yeah. I, I largely agree. You know, I think uh, maintaining a positive attitude and focusing on what you can do to counteract, you know, that sort of slump and that sort of imbalance uh, through through rougher times, um, you know, largely we see success with brands after the slump um, who, who have really doubled down and focused on strategies that are working and, and continuing to promote their products even through, you know, periods like the summer where, you know, it's no surprise that that things are a bit slower post Prime Day, at least. So, let's start to talk about this. So, we want to be able to, you know, go faster than our competition, even during times of slowdown. Before we even get to some of the strategies, I'm curious to, like, let's put some context around this. Like, what are you define? What do you define as sort of a post Prime Day or summer slump? Um, you know, what kinds of things are you seeing? Before we start talking about solutions, let's sort of talk more about, uh, I guess, the, the problem that the solutions, uh, uh, you know, are generated from. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think the way the way I think of PPC quite often is it's a reflection of a lot of different aspects of Amazon, right? And, and also the economy. So it's a reflection of how optimized your listings are and your, and your title and your product detail or your uh, bullet points and your imagery, et cetera, et cetera. And it's also a, a reflection of buyer activity and that is swayed directly by economic factors right so naturally when we're looking year over year post covid a lot of brands are down 
And you dive into metrics such as conversion rate month over month in 2023, um, average daily sales in 2023. And largely what we were seeing post Prime Day is a lot of brands were down naturally. Um, so I think that, you know, that's more or less what I would describe as uh, as the challenges that a lot of brands were facing early into the summer. And when you say down, um, you know, I'm looking at, you know, average A costs for about 1,100 accounts. And, you know, on Prime Day, it dropped a lot uh, for comparison. You know, on July 11th, the average was like 21%. Two days earlier, it was 35%. Two days after Prime Day was back to 35%, which is considered high for that many accounts all at once. So that, if that's the average, I mean, some people are above and below that. So that's generally pretty high. Um, and in terms of one thing I think is interesting uh, is revenue per click. So again, this is across like, I don't know, maybe 5 million clicks over a couple of days. It's like... Okay, revenue per click two days before Prime Day, two eighty six on Prime Day, five forty one. So that's the amount of revenue coming in per click two days after, two eighty seven, like back down. A couple of days after that, two seventy five compared to like the Prime Day peak at five forty one. Right. So yeah, so this July, I think across the board, I think it would be surprising, um, especially long term brands that are well established. I think it would be almost a little surprising to see this July to be considered like great. <laughs> I think that yep. would, like if, if you consider it great, like you're one of the lucky ones. And I also think compared to 2022, it might be lagging behind 2022. Uh, I don't, I don't know for for certain, but I would, if you asked me to guess, I would guess it would be, you know, almost considered normal to be maybe down from 2022 yeah. versus 2023. Yeah. I would largely agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that, Consumers certainly had increased buying power pre-2023. And, you know, we're kind of seeing the fallout of that directly related to metrics. Um, that combined with ever-increasing advertising costs, right. that's a tough equation to solve for sure. So we've got the slump. What are some things that when you look at this, you know, what, what are some things that we can do to sort of take back control and begin to make our accounts as good as they can be, and especially also outpace the competition, outmaneuver the rest of our competitors? Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it truly comes down to high level fun fundamentals, right? Where if you have ineffective bid ops, you're not going to see bid down changes relative to conversion rate, relative to trending ACOS. Uh, and you're naturally going to see, you know, likely a, a decline in performance you know i think i think that that's that's generally what we're looking at across the board at this point uh post prime day and ultimately pre-prime day as well um but as far as you know things that we can do as advertisers to kind of help you work through that slump are to capitalize on things like prime day you know increase in traffic um deals that we're running that that are driving a ton of traffic to pdps during event and kind of working to recapitalize post event instead of letting that traffic fizzle out into the distance and then kind of dissipate. Um, so, you know, it's, it's certainly a balance, but we're finding that the majority of brands who 
really work to capitalize on lead and strategy post Prime Day, promote their products, um, almost set aside a percentage of budget for you know pre Prime Day promotion. Essentially, top of funnel strategies. Uh, we're seeing just better return, better conversion rate, uh, better sales velocity post Prime Day. Although it is hard to keep up, of course, as we as we stretch away from that deal or of that of that date. So. Mm-hmm. So just pulling out a couple of things in there, um, are you referring to sort of like when you're, when you're saying like promotions ahead of time, um, I, I'd be curious to talk to me a little bit about your bidding and budget strategies during sort of going out of prime day, going into the rest of the summer. Yeah. So high level, you know, very naturally post prime day, uh, leading up to prime day, we saw, you know, substantial increase in cost per click as competitors ramped up their ads in preparation for Prime Day. Um, CPC naturally high during the event. And then almost immediately thereafter, we see a pretty sharp decrease, right? And in not only cost per click, but also conversion rate, uh, account wide and at the product level. So, you know, I think understanding consumer behavior post event is is really important relative to what you're doing with your bids and campaign and campaign budgets ultimately so you know what we've been doing uh, is is kind of painting the expectation that look a decrease in conversion and a decrease in sales velocity post prime day is natural or post event or post holiday or what have you is completely natural here's how we're going to counteract that decrease and a lot of times it's, I would say most of the time, it's it's completely fundamental. It's proper budget allocation to strategies that are working. It's pulling back on the more high risk, top of funnel awareness-based strategies. Uh, and it's also properly optimizing bids. It's you know making sure that our highest converting keywords bids remain optimal for our target level A costs. And it's also making sure that, you know, on the other side, keywords that are, you know, potentially trending upward in terms of ACOS, um, you naturally knock the bid down, you you kind of let things run and be sure not to optimize uh, during, you know, looking back at the, at the date range, you want to exclude Prime Day naturally. So um, again, I think that that kind of ties back to just understanding what's going on in the world right now and, and ultimately how consumer behavior changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think it's frustrating or it's, it's always challenging to look back and have that window, you know, oh, I'm going to optimize my bids based off a of past certain time frame, And then of course, have that time frame include prime day. Um, so that's sort of, you know, to, to leave a technique of sort of when you're thinking about bidding, you want to consider different time frames and sort of the trend of those time frames. You know, what is it doing in the last seven days? What is it doing in the last 14, 30 days. Uh, I think that gives you the most accurate view of what a bid and budget should be. And it's even more challenging to give, you know, to give people sort of a mindset shift here too, is a lot of times when we said bids, we're looking back in time. You sort of mentioned it here too of, well, you can also sort of try to predict where it will go. Um, So you sort of already know that after Prime Day, you know, the conversion rate is probably going to fall uh, a bit. Probably you'll see the lowest day of conversion rate for the entire month on the day after Prime Day. Uh, and then it will probably stay a little low for at least some time before it begins to stabilize again. Um, like I'm seeing, you know, Prime Day ended on July 
12th and July 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, uh, 17th, uh, 17th, it finally started to get back to what looked like a July average. Um, so when you have that information knowing, and this happens every single year, I, I looked back and I've done, uh, I want to say five Amazon PBC prime day, how to prepare. And it's, and like looking back at the data and it's always the same every single year. Uh, so we can sort of understand this and sort of go into our campaigns and know what to do uh, with regards to bidding a budget, which is like, you want to look back in time. You want to be sure you're looking at the right time frames. You also want to get prepared for, you know, a conversion rate jump of, you know, in some cases, 30, 40%. And then you want to be from there, a decrease of, you know, maybe 40% down and like your bids should be sort of reflective of what that is. So like maintaining a cost, maintaining profitability, not throwing in the towel, trying to get as much sale, as many sales as you can, uh, you help accomplish that and keep your figures in an acceptable range through bidding and budget management. Uh, it's one of my favorite activities. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly difficult when you're working with such a short date range post prime day, right? Where many brands want to see that immediate change the day after. Um, okay, the event's over, time to decrease bids and budgets pretty aggressively. And naturally what we see again post-event is is a decrease in conversion rate, even at lesser lesser ad spend, significantly lesser ad spend than the event. Um, and naturally with that comes a slightly higher ACOS. And I think, you know, there there are multiple facets of of being an advertiser or working in advertising. And one of those facets is going to be uh, data explanation or kind of painting a picture as to why things happen, right? So one of the common mistakes that I find, especially you know, in this industry, is that a lot of advertisers will kind of run blind into not into Prime Day, but you know, we'll prepare for Prime Day. We'll paint the picture that okay, we're going to see an increase in traffic, an increase naturally in spend and sales, likely an increase in conversion rate, and a decrease in A cost, and what they what they forget to include are is the uh, the post prime day shift in buyer activity and ultimately how that's going to be reflected in your data and your performance. I think a lot of uh, advertisers are are very good at painting that picture holistically, um, but you know it's it's on a brand to brand basis and it, it certainly depends on strategies leading up to prime day, strategies post prime day. Uh, so it's it's a tough dynamic, but you know, just ensuring that communications is is uh, key. You know, around this time is is going to make your life a lot easier. So, if you were to get a, a you know an email and it's like, hey, we're down year over year, July versus July twenty twenty three versus July twenty twenty two, it would be really nice to be up year over year in August. And um, what are you sort of suggesting at that point? Like, how do we how do we make maybe August? stronger. Right. I think I would, you know, almost elect to put the ball back in their court and, and kind of gain more clarification on that question, right? What are you willing to sacrifice to be up year over year? If ad costs are more expensive, CPC naturally is more expensive at this point, sales velocity is down a bit year over year. We can push, we can push hard, but it will be at the expense of, you know, potentially higher average daily spend potentially higher total aid costs. So I think, you know, ad strategy combined with natural economic factors is is certainly key. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I think that, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways, um, that's almost like a, uh, the wrong question to ask, like, what do we do to be up year over year for August? Uh, I think determining right. how you want to be up is I think an interesting question, meaning do we want a better ACOS than we did in the previous year? Do we want a better total ACOS than we want in the previous year? Do we want more orders that we had in the previous year? Do we want a bigger percentage share of voice than the previous year? Um, you know, how we're doing versus the competition. And, you know, a lot of times you do have to make those trade-offs of like, well, we want to optimize for ACOS this year. So like, let's get a better ACOS this year than the previous year or we want more orders this year than the previous year. So as you, as you say yes to some, you sometimes have to say no to others. Yeah, I, I would largely say that, absolutely. And it's almost like, well, you know, you mentioned, look, what are you willing to sacrifice? So I think we can sort of tease out some of these ideas of, you know, what if someone does simply want that? They want to increase their brand percentage. Like they want a better share of voice. They want to, we know that the market might be a little bit smaller, you know, maybe there's less search volume, maybe there's fewer orders, whatever. And they just sort of want to say, I want at least a bigger percentage, you know, using that mindset of if I can just grab a bigger percentage now, that's really going to pay off in Q4. Mm -hmm. So what are some sort of like grab more share of voice or grab more, you know, share of orders to outpace competition? Yeah. So that is, that is an excellent question. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think that there is something to be said about about allocating a, a decent percentage of your budget towards ranking strategies if market share ultimately is is the KPI of your choice, and that's that's what you're looking to achieve. Uh, right now, in July 2023, something that we are focusing on, especially across brands where we're seeing a decline naturally in conversion rate post Prime Day. Are, is going to be long tail expansion across broad phrase and exact, uh, low CPC, incremental sales increases. You know, you're you're able to keep your ad spend low across a lot of those terms because search volume is so low. But what a lot of brands and a lot of advertisers uh, kind of leave off of that off of that uh, subject is that you know incrementality there is the name of the game, right? Your your products are only as, as good as the eyes that are upon them, so. You know, if you have 5,000 additional long tail keywords that you're going after with a cost per click of 40 cents, you can afford to run those campaigns at a lesser conversion rate naturally than you are your high CPC keywords or, or your ranking keywords or what have you. So, um, you know, I kind of point in the direction of ad type expansion uh, or low risk ad type expansion at this point in the year. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I, uh, ad type expansion, long tail expansion. Even today, I will open up accounts sometimes and see, oh, wow, they're not running sponsored brands. Uh, and it's like easy, easy pickup there. So that's incredibly common. Um, you know, we've done episodes of the show before that is that it's like the 34 campaigns to launch for a product. And it's just like all the different nooks and crannies of campaigns that you could launch, you know, competitor branded terms, you know, competitor uh, product page, sponsored display targets, competitor this, uh, you know, branded terms, generalized terms, like all the different ideas of and buckets that can be launched for a single thing is a really long list. Um, so that allows you to grab more share on those searches. I also want to mention um, one thing I think is becoming more valuable is like, Okay, if a keyword gets searched, you know, all the keywords that could ever apply to this product get searched 100,000 times a month. 
you have to fight over that 100,000 search volume with all your other competitors. And I think one thing that I'm seeing work better and better is actually being like, okay, like if it gets searched 100,000 times over there, there's like people on Google searching this too. Like, let me start running Google ads to Amazon and like turn that on. And like, now all of a sudden I'm competing for searches that maybe just my only on Amazon people are not searching for. Or like, maybe it's time for me to invest in an email list where I can like take that email list. So maybe we want to run some off Amazon traffic to build an email list. Uh, and then during like a post prime day slump, it's like, boom, fire away uh, an email promotion. Like, oh, did you miss our prime day deal? Here's this. I've seen that work really well. Um, other examples, um, you know, influencer based traffic uh, where it's like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm not even competing on the Google searches. I'm competing against another potentially untapped traffic source that my competitors aren't tapping into. So I think the sort of bucket, I think the easiest thing for a PPC or two adapt to is learn how to launch Google ads to Amazon. So I've, I've really enjoyed, I've been doing a lot of experiments with that over the last few months and it's pretty sick. I really like it. It's part of the same thing. It's right. I have this product. Right. What are additional ways I can put this in front of people? You know, every single campaign type, every single ad type on Amazon and then other things outside of that, which is why like, which is why Amazon's creating new ad products and new ad placements and evolving this because it's like you can put the same ad in more places. So like you need that early mover advantage of all these ad types on Amazon. And then also, hey, there's like m many places to get traffic on mm -hmm. the Internet. I would agree. I think uh, I think the newest sponsored brand format is, is generally a reflection of exactly what you're describing with, you know, how we now have four brands advertising three products at the top of search. And Amazon's kind of leaving it up to the consumer to engage, you know, across those different brands, ultimately make a selection, uh, you know, based on what they're, what problem they're trying to solve or what product they're trying to find. So yeah. uh, increase in placement, absolutely. I, I'm curious to see what that does for sponsored brand investment uh, moving forward, especially with big brands who who generally dominate that placement, right? So, um, yeah, things are changing quickly in Amazon as always, but you know that's the beauty of advertising is that you have to adapt and survive. Yeah, and you know we started this question by saying like, what can we do to improve like our market share against our competition? Um, and you know we mentioned launching new campaign types and what's your general like in a in a time of sort of a, a slump like how do you how aggressive are do you think advertisers should be at increasing that budget where it's like oh wait a second i'm going to be smaller than i am last year and i have to like advertise more like i need more campaigns being launched um how do you think about budget allocation during this time yeah so you know, I think of I think of strategies in terms of risk at, at periods mm -hmm. like this in the year, where you know, in Q3 and Q4, we can allocate a higher percentage of our budget to ultimately ranking strategies, high CPC mm -hmm. strategies, because we naturally see an increase in conversion rate at that time, an increase in traffic, an increase in sales. Um, during this time, it's going to depend completely on on how aggressive you are willing to be to outpace your competition. Um, but as far as just general risk in in the summer, you know, the dog days of summer, certainly late July post event, mm. um, we're finding that a lot of brands are shifting that mentality back to profitability 
just to you know ultimately preserve margin until until that peak time in Q3, end of Q3, late early Q4. Um, so right now, you know, I think budget segmentation is very important. You know, at a product level, it's important to know what percentage of your budget is going towards ranking strategies, what percentage of your budget is going towards profitability-based strategies, uh, awareness-based strategies, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think just understanding where your money is going uh, is going to help you work through times like these, especially post-event, um, you know, when things are changing rapidly. Let's get down in the weeds. How can someone keep track of their budget allocation in all those different types of things? Like on a day-to-day -day basis, how do you keep track of, oh, I'm spending this much on ranking strategies. And then on top of that, uh, yeah, let's start there. How do you, how do you, how do you like to keep track of that? Yeah. So it's, it's, it ultimately comes down to sound nomenclature. There's a, there's a ton of ways that you can do this via campaign tagging across different softwares and what have you. But for this example, I'm going to, remain in the ad console mm -hmm. uh, because I think that's where a lot of people, you know, a lot of advertisers work directly out of. So, you know, I, I think nomenclature, campaign nomenclature and proper campaign build is, is going to be key, right? If you're overloading campaigns with 500 targets, you're not going to be able to properly optimize that campaign because there's going to be 500 targets spending in one, in one campaign, right? Um, so I think of it in terms of segmenting out budget based on marketing funnel. And a lot of times we'll, we'll do that via nomenclature, via portfolio. I know across a lot of my managed brands, we have, you know, product level portfolios for branded keyword targeting, for profitability based targeting, rest of search, uh, for top of search, impression share based targeting, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, ultimately keeping a fine line between those strategies directly in the ad console is going to help. Uh, it's going to go a long way in terms of where your money is going and, and the adjustments that you can make to kind of counteract exactly what we're talking about, right? Where, where conversion rate is, is naturally decreasing at this time. So uh, you're going to be able to see exactly where that that's happening in your strategies. If you had to predict, um, so, you know, naming the campaigns properly, and if you had to predict like an idealized budget allocation percentage for the dog days of summer and what would you say what would you say like percentage of budget across like different kinds of campaigns would you be maybe again um just sort of if you were writing a textbook and you're like mm -hmm. budget allocation for post prime day summer slump how would you think about budgeting I would stress the fact that this is completely situational brand, of brand course. And category to category, yeah. um, you know, full disclaimer there, but you know, ultimately I think when you see you're always reacting based on a trend, right. Or, you know, being proactive based on an expected trend. So, you know, let's talk pre prime day and budget allocation there. Naturally we're going to want to build up visibility post event and that's going to happen through top of search, rank focus strategies, and awareness-based strategies. So naturally, pre-event, you're going to have a, a higher percentage of budget going towards those strategies, whereas post-event, the majority of brands are seeing, again, for you know the fifth or sixth time, a natural decrease in, in conversion rate and ultimately sales. So naturally, we're going to want to kind of reshift focus back towards profitability-based strategies. There's not going to be you know as many consumers at this point in the year post-event who are not brand loyal and are, are are looking for you know any product under the sun to try and test especially post event 
So we have seen rollback as far as high CPC strategies that we're seeing decreases in conversion rate across. Um, right now, we're really doubling down on profitability, uh, kind of working to maintain margin leading up to Q3 and Q4. Uh, and I think a good reflection of the work that you do pre-post event or pre-during and post event is going to be your branded search volume, right? With our brands that are that invested lead in strategy and we, and we saw a big jump during Prime Day, naturally what we're seeing post event is a slight increase in branded search volume. Uh, so I think that's, you know, ultimately a strong reflection of how effective your lead in strategies are. So I think what I heard there is really, uh, and I, and I, I agree with this in general of whatever your current budget allocation percentages are, you use that as a baseline and then you say, mm-hmm. well, what's my result of all this budget allocation? Does anything need to get changed? So if you, you, know, you look at it and you're like, wow, I'm only spending 1% of my budget on ranking strategies and I'm ranking really poorly. It's like, okay, let's pull that up. It's actually a great idea for an episode. Okay, maybe next time. <laughs> Is there any other question talking about sort of how to make the most of the summer slump that you wished I asked today? As far as oh, a question about a question, that's interesting. Uh, yes. I don't think so, Michael. Um, you know, the only, the only other thing I can think of, the only other aspect of post-event I can think of would be to capitalize on the influx of new to brand customers mm. to your brand. So, you know, especially across consumables, um, you know, repeat purchase items, there's going to be some levers you can pull there to kind of capitalize on, you know, the amount of consumers who are coming in and purchasing products for the first time um, and who may be apt to purchase again or purchase a different product from your brand. I know for myself, um, I recently have gotten hooked on oats overnight. Um, mm. that is just a wonderful product. And during event, you know, I had gone back in, taken a look at their listings and their products and ultimately decided to try something else. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot to be said for remaining top of mind, especially for, or especially across consumers that have tried your product for the first time and, um, you know, are thoroughly enjoying it. So there's a lot you can do there. Well said. Well, Adam from Better AMS, uh, thank you so much for joining us back here on the PPC Den podcast. Um, You know, summer slump, it's hard out there. But I think like the mindset of like, what can we do to outpace the competition now so that when, you know, we do have tailwind, we're going the fastest. Uh, I think that's the right mindset to have. And some of the things that we talked about, about, Campaign type expansion, great reminder. Uh, I think off, I think it's a great time for off Amazon traffic. Uh, I think it's a great time to look at your budget allocation and ask yourself: Is this the budget allocation that will get me my ultimate goal? Spending more time thinking about what your ultimate goal is for August, September, um, so that you're going into you know you're getting where you want to get to, poised for success in Q4. Um, Adam, any final words? What are what are you doing in uh, Oregon this weekend? This weekend, for once, I have uh, no agenda, so it's nice. it's going to be nice. We're going to spend some some time on the water here and uh, just enjoy the sun. But right. you know, as far as some final words, just Amazon based. Um, you know, there's always going to be there are always going to be factors working against you in in Amazon, right? And 
using those factors as an excuse for poor performance, I don't think is, is acceptable. Um, you know, you, you always need to be conveying the things that you can do to counteract what's going on in the world mm -hmm. right now. And I think remaining positive, remaining calculated with the decisions you make and, you know, ultimately painting the proper picture to your brands on what's going on is going to be key. And it's going to help you carry yourself and your brands through times like this. Very well said. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Michael. Always a pleasure.